cliffcentral.com. It is a brand new year, though, and the one thing that we need to pay attention to because it's been volatile AF over the last couple of days is cryptocurrencies. Now, for the last two or three weeks of December, I wasn't really paying attention, uh, and if I had, I would have been crying some of the time. But it's time to catch up on what was going on on the markets and in cryptocurrencies and to find out from our connection, the guy who knows the most about this, the guy who started a platform called Revix, which if you haven't heard about it, where have you been? It's time to get Sean Sanders back on and we can talk a little bit about crypto. Hey, Sean, how are you doing, man? Happy New Year. Morning, Gareth. Yeah, Happy New Year to you too and Happy New Year team. It's good to see you all again. Yeah, don't say it's, happy uh, don't say happy new year in Bulelo. He says anything after yeah, the 2nd of January you can't say happy new year anymore. It's the 12th, yeah, it's very straight. Yeah. Let's not do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's our happy new year, right? This is the first time we've seen each other. So, no. happy new year, Sean. There we go. Thank oh, you, Simpiwe. There right. we go. So there's some love. There's some love. All right, so Sean, awesome guy. Let's get straight into it because uh, uh there, there was there were so many good weeks leading up to kind of the first week of December where people were going, oh, this is great. Our portfolios are heading for the sky. And um, even even at the end of, of the last time we spoke, you sounded hugely optimistic. Is there usually a dump that takes place around Christmas? Because it certainly felt like it this year. Mm, it's difficult to say whether there's any sort of, they call it a calendar effect. When you look at the price of crypto moving down or up or anything like that. So I wouldn't necessarily attribute any of the changes in price to that. Okay. But what I would look at is what happened with the Fed last week. So the central bank in the US, they came out, they were uh, far more hawkish as they call it. So, you know, they're looking at raising interest rates uh, far quicker. They're looking at reducing the amount of money that's in circulation through okay. changing uh, their bond buying program, essentially. I'm not going to get into detail around that. But that has a massive imp uh, implications on, in you know, traditional markets. You would have seen the high-flying tech stocks. They've really pulled back. I mean, crypto seems to have just followed those uh, sort of high-flying tech stocks. So you've seen a pullback just kind of across all more risky assets. Uh, so okay. the likes of a Netflix, the likes of a NVIDIA, Tesla, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, throw all the, the sort of high-risk, high-volatility assets. You know, they've all just sort of pulled back together. Um, but that's and then that the reason for that really is that there could potentially be higher in, interest rates, and you know that comes from high inflation in the U.S. as well. So there's a lot of uncertainty in that area. And then something that perhaps your listeners wouldn't know about, and well, maybe they do, I don't know, would be the uprising that happened last week in Kazakhstan. Oh yeah, I mean Gareth, do you know anything yeah. about this? Well, there's there's uh, the Kazakhstan basically since the breakup of the USSR has had the same party in government. It's almost like what happened in South Africa in 1994. The ANC's been in, in power since then. And the people are just not very satisfied with what's been happening. There was this guy called Nur Sultan Nazarbayev, who was the president of Kazakhstan for a long time. And he ran the whole country like a family business. Um, you know, he's a bit of a gangster. And since he's gone, it's really just been cronies of his that's, that have been in charge. And Kazakhstan has not grown. It's not improved. It's gone backwards in many ways. Most people's lives have got a little bit worse. And um, with the pandemic and everything else, I think it reached fever pitch. And the people of Kazakhstan are just protesting left, right, and center. So the place is very unstable. How does that relate to crypto, though? Yeah, brilliant segue. So interestingly, you know, China last year banned Bitcoin mining mm -hmm. and the interaction with cryptocurrency. And a lot of those miners moved over to Kazakhstan. So Kazakhstan is the world's second biggest Bitcoin mining or country, uh, and, and that essentially they can make up about 20% 
of global Bitcoin mining. So what happened with the protests last week and the week before is the government decided, hey, and I mean, we think we have it bad in South Africa, right? I mean, look at what happened here. Um, you had a government essentially that turned off all telecoms um, and, and turned off all the, uh, or turned off, internet, or they've got some sort of an internet dead switch and they yeah. managed to turn off the internet. And what that meant really is that a whole bunch of Bitcoin mining operations went down. So you had 20%, it's, it's, the estimates really actually say 18% of global Bitcoin mining was just offline for the period of you know two, three days. Oof. So that had this huge sort of knee jerk reaction across the crypto space. So that was in addition to uh, what was going on at the Fed. Um, and it's quite fascinating. I mean, we think about the protests that happened in South Africa last year, um, the looting and all the rest. Yeah. But, I mean, with these protests, you had 8,000 people arrested and 165 people died. I mean, that, that's a pretty it's a pretty big uh, protest, really. I mean, in a rather small country as well. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's not something that's changed. Now, now things this, seem to be th this should worry a lot of us who are interested in crypto because it does show a, a bit of a flaw in the system because we keep on saying how crypto is kind of independent. You know, it's got this this um, decentralized ledger, so we don't have to rely on governments. But it seems governments can still flex flex their might and cause some serious repercussions for cryptocurrencies. And that's exactly that. That's a very valid point. And I think if you're looking over the short term, this is definitely a risk, right? So what you will now see is a whole bunch of these Bitcoin mining operations moving to other jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. uh, so you are going to see uh, some of these operations move over to the US. Uh, there was a bit of trepidation around moving to the US before. Um, they're currently the biggest sort of mining operation or mining country in the world. And that's now going to happen. And that's the beauty really of Bitcoin as well. So you do have this sort of free market mm. uh, where if a situation like this happens, uh, the Bitcoin miners are open to moving wherever they want to move. And I mean, if you look now sort of at the hash rate, it's back up to where it was before. So, I mean, it's literally just a weak drop and a whole bunch of those Bitcoin miners are moving elsewhere. So, yeah, I guess over the short term, yeah, definitely a red, a red light. But over the long term, again, you know, just another sort of opportunity really to strengthen the network. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. Well, um, but it's also interesting to note, you know, there's a whole bunch of other cryptos, right, that, that aren't Bitcoin and that weren't impacted by this, but also saw sell-offs. Um, so if you're looking at the likes of Solana, Avalanche, Polkadot, loads of cryptos that we've spoken about on the show before, what's currently happening in the market is that, uh, traders see a sell-off in Bitcoin or they see a sell-off in traditional markets and all of a sudden they go, I'm out and I'm starting out of these other assets with absolutely no look, no look through at the sort of fundamentals of these different cryptocurrencies. And I think that's also the opportunity because naturally with the market pullback, obviously it sucks. I mean, $600 billion has been taken out of the crypto market. I'm not coming on here sugarcoating that at all, mm. but this is the opportunity. And I'm not saying this is the bottom either. It could go down a bit further. Um, well, it could go down a lot further. Let's just look at where we are this morning. It's 42,614 at the latest figure that I can get for Bitcoin. Um, Ethereum's been hovering around 3,200. And remember, we hit some highs of well over four and a half not so long ago so are you still very bullish about bitcoin are you still very bullish about ethereum what about those other uh, other cryptocurrencies we discussed last year like solana for example what's going on with them so i mean if you look at the likes of solana avalanche another cryptocurrency we'll be talking about on the show in the near future we're looking at sort of bringing that onto the platform um, in the not too distant future i mean the fundamentals behind these are absolutely remarkable 
So you've got uh, the development teams that are moving on. It's, it's never happened quicker than what is happening right now. Um, the sort of brain drain from other industries as well is absolutely remarkable. So yes, I'm very bullish on the overall crypto market. Okay. And if you look at sort of the, the fear, um, it's, it's a fear and greed index that you look at in traditional markets, right? right. Which takes into um, effect as social media uh, ratings. It takes into effect essentially Google trends, a whole bunch of different information, and obviously the price of that particular asset that you're looking at. But if you look at the crypto fear and greed index, I mean, you're at sort of the lowest of lows when it comes to fear. People are very scared of what's going on in the market right now. Mm-hmm. And you do see these sort of knee-jerk reactions in either direction, right? When the market was moving up, everyone was wanting to pile in. And when the market was moving, was going down like what it's been doing over the last while, people just want to sell. And so, so at some point so in time, you've all hit a body. When you talk about the fear and greed index, then Warren Buffett's words ring in my brain, and he's no fool, although he may not be the most bullish about cryptocurrencies. He says, when others are greedy, be fearful, and when others are fearful, be greedy. So if you're saying that the fear, fear index is low, and I know what means does this constitute financial advice, but you're saying basically, if I read between the lines, this is a great time to buy. Yeah, and I, same as what I've said in the show before. Unfortunately, I'm a bit of a boring guy when it comes to giving any financial <laughs> advice. And, you know, this isn't financial advice. But it's in these times that you should look at the market slightly differently to other people and go, okay, maybe this is an entry point and not a ma- major sort of bet, you know, your house and your life savings and all the rest on this exact price point. But you can go in and say, okay, right, I'm putting a thousand rand or five thousand rand or whatever that amount okay. is at this price. If it goes down a further ten percent, you get a further ten percent discount. If it goes down a further twenty percent, you get a twenty percent discount. I mean that's not uh, the most scientific approach, but it's the approach that a lot of traditional uh, hedge funds and investment providers actually follow as well. And I mean, if you look at sort of what else is going on in this space, uh, believe it or not, you had Samsung enter the metaverse over this last week. Um, they, there's actually now stores that you can go into, uh, which is quite remarkable. Astra- the Australian Open has uh, issued a whole bunch of NFTs. So you can actually <laughs> buy NFTs representing past players. And I mean, these are pretty mainstream, uh, like very much not technical slash uh, digitally focused, focused businesses that are uh, now in the, the weird crypto space, right? And I mean, another, I think, interesting leading indicator as well is that the top request from Airbnb in 2021 was to have crypto payments. Hmm. Um, fascinating, right? I mean, that's a huge business. Sure. So it's those sorts of things that I look at and I go, okay, well, you know, of course, over the short term, we're going to see moves ups and downs. And I mean, that's not going to stop today. Um, but over the long term, we're still very bullish on the long term opportunity of the crypto space. Well, I did. I spoke to some people over the holidays, and it's interesting that there are people all over the world who give Bitcoin as a Christmas gift. And I, I know a lot of people who did that. They're like, well, you know, I've got this. Uh, this young grandson or whatever, and instead of giving him uh, some stupid present like a toy that he's going to break and throw away, I'm going to give him, you know, a tenth or a twentieth or a fiftieth of a Bitcoin, and we'll see how that goes, which is kind of… The best gift of all. Yeah, Money. That's, that's kind of exciting. Money. Yeah, right. All right. Sure. Money that appreciates. That's the other thing. So, Here's an interesting fun fact of the day just to end things off. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you had purchased Bitcoin, and this is solely looking at Bitcoin, right? And remember, right. Bitcoin underperformed the other cryptocurrencies this last year. Right. But if you had purchased it at any point in time over the last five years, right, your worst return possible uh, would be 24%. And that's not including the last 12 months. So essentially from year five Dude, to year I don't think there's anyone on the JSE who's managed to get that kind of return from, from normal stocks in South Africa. Not a chance. 
No, there's no, there's no asset in the world over a five-year period that's sort of shown those returns. So again, over the short term, yeah, there's been a big pullback. Is that an opportunity potentially, again, you know, do your own research, do your own homework. Sure. We're on the show to talk about interesting opportunities and I think to get more people in the know of what's going on in the crypto space because it's, it's so interesting, it's fascinating, it's exciting, it's a little bit quirky. Um, yeah, that's my job, Rudy. That's so thanks, right. guys. Well, Michael says it's in the dry and fearful season that future crypto millionaires are planting their seeds. So I suppose that's also speaking to what Sean had to say there. So listen, dude, it's the beginning of a brand new year. We obviously have lots to talk about and we'll, we'll have an overview of what you think may be coming up. Obviously, you're not, you know, you're Nostradamus. You don't have a crystal ball on your desk, but there may be indications of some big events that may be happening in the world of crypto. Perhaps we'll catch up on some of that the next time we speak. And you can give us some kind of a forecast of what you think is likely to happen based on, you know, what's going on in news generally. This Kazakhstan story is something I had no idea about until you brought it to us. So it's fascinating to also see what the, the various factors may be that affect price and that affect investors and that affect the overall economy. I read a fascinating article, which I'll forward to you, Sean, and we'll discuss maybe the next time we, we have uh, the show. Um, about a really Im- interesting investor and someone who's, who's been involved in Silicon Valley for a very long time, talking about the meta story around cryptocurrencies, which is something we also need to paint the picture again because people just haven't heard enough of why this is such a good thing in the, in the big picture. And we'll, we'll get onto that and a whole bunch of other interesting subjects as we go through the course of the next few episodes. But it's always good to see you. Happy New Year, and we'll speak to you again in a week. Brilliant, guys. Thanks very much. Cool, Sean. Just to 2022. Cool, man. Keep well. We'll speak to you later. There's Sean Sanders, Revix.com. So don't forget, in a uh, world where you never know what's going to be happening next, and hell, the the last two years have delivered on that front, where there's been a lot of surprising uh, developments and where we've had a whole bunch of things happen in the world that we weren't entirely sure we liked. And in a world where this kind of thing happens... You need to diversify. Revix allows you to effortlessly own a portfolio, diversified portfolio, for the world's top cryptocurrencies, automatically stays up to date with ever-changing markets, and you can find out more by going to Revix.com, R-E-V-I-X.com. It's the smart way to invest in crypto. Cliffcentral.com.